after these allegations were being pressed against Bud, he immediately proclaimed his innocence, but he started to hide evidence, right? The first thing he did was he canceled the contract with CTA on July 11th, 1984. He then would tell his staff to withhold any documented information from the U.S. attorneys and the FBI during the investigation. He also erased an entry in his appointment book that was set for March 2nd, 1984, which is allegedly the first meeting that Bud had with Torquato where he was first offered the bribe. <laughs> Yes, my mama, eat you like Jeff Dahmer. Say she on a period, let's make a mess, mama. I desensitized myself to it. I, 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 uh... I don't know, I went to great lengths. Never did I. Knew it would be this easy. Had a month that shit greasy. Yeah, be the nigga shit cheesy. People said I get my corner when I turn around. Oh, it's just measy. Everybody wanna get away from me because I got heebie-jeebies masked up like Michael. That game on the Halloween. What would you do with the sexual parts? I wouldn't make the audience or see. How long ago did this start, so? Let that stay right before you. But naked in your neighbor's pool, I stay stunned while I'm face fucking the decapitated skull. You ever seen that before? No. Freak nasty gore, I need asking lords of You was freak show. What do you do? Try anything and you cancel, bro. I'm fixated on asphyxiating and breaking this little chick's neck like a pixie stick. The sick Satan worshiping bitches get horse whippings. I'm in the back, through the back door, slipping through the crack, leaving the corpse, dripping the mortician of love. Sent from above, forced and treat her more. When she the more stingy I become. Been doing this for more than a quarter century. I'm just numbing my dreaming. Is it real? Someone pinch me on the buns. Do you feel blame? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves and kebabs right from Anish? Get Frannish, Butch, Butch, Boogie, Peter Ramage, Gigi, 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 Google, Piggy, 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 Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show. I'm Big Daddy D, and you are listening to the number one podcast on the internet. And on today's episode, we have something new. It is the very first installment of a political episode. But not just, you know, a normal political episode. A political episode filled with tragedy. It's really good, and me and Dusty aren't going to spoil this story because it it is something totally different. So, get ready for a great fucking episode. And without further ado, let me introduce your host for this evening's show. Dusty McBalls, the certified cougar hunter 
and your host with the most. Now sit back, shut up, and enjoy this show. Thank you, Big D, for that beautiful intro. And we got a good episode today. I'm not going to try and spoil it. Hold on, I have to swallow and itch my nose. Give me two seconds. All right, we're back. We're here. We've got a good good episode. We're doing it on our bud Dwyer. He was a politician. Anybody that is in politics... Probably knows this fucking story, okay? And this is probably, let me think, the first political episode that we're going to do. But don't, don't turn it off. Don't skip this episode. Because it wouldn't be a rainy day horror show episode with a little bit of tragedy, right? Now, I'm not in politics. I don't do political episodes. You know me. I try to keep the peace between the Republicans and the Democrats, okay? This is one of those episodes, right? I'm not getting political whatsoever, okay? Whatever fucking happened, it fucking happened in this story, okay? We don't, no, we don't do politics on this episode unless, not this episode, on this channel, unless it involves tragedy and i'm not talking like a bribe or like an assat like well okay guess an assassination but i'm talking straight fucking death in this bitch to politicians right to the politicians not a politician but you feel me right now i don't know what the fuck i'm saying we're gonna jump right into it this is gonna be a wild episode i'm sorry um if this one turns out to be fucking boring for the first half okay to be honest when i was researching this shit i didn't know half the fucking shit they were even talking about and i mean that in the nicest way possible i don't pay attention to politics and i didn't care enough to research some of the shit that this meant okay i'm just telling you a story okay if you want to look it up you can look up more into it i strictly only want to tell the ending but i have to give a good fucking background on this dude, this shady politician. So without further ado, I'm going to slow it down. We're going to back it up and we're going to jump into this fucking episode. So our Bud Dwyer was born on November 21st. 1939 in St. Charles, Missouri. I almost said misery. Sorry. It's not misery. Living in Missouri is not misery. I apologize to my Missouri fans. And this dude grew up fucking normal. I mean, let me take that back. I mean, not completely normal because not everybody, no one ever grows up in a normal family. We all have our weird quirks and kinks. So. Technically, he didn't grow up 
quote-unquote normal, but compared to this channel and what the fuck we cover, this dude grew up normal. Now, after Bud graduated high school, he went on to attend Algany College in Leadville, Tennessee. Tennessee? I think it was Pennsylvania. Was it Tennessee? Can't fucking remember. Sorry. I might have wrote Tennessee down, but I think I meant Pennsylvania. Yeah, I meant Pennsylvania. Where he earned a degree in political science and accounting in 1961. Once his little college stint was done, he didn't go straight into politics. At first, okay? He actually decided to go and become a social studies teacher and a football coach at Cambridge Springs High School in 1963, but he only did that for a year, and when 1964 came around, he decided to put his political science degree into action and ran for Pennsylvania House of Representatives as a Republican, and our man won. Our main story character, that's the word, won the spot at the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. Now, when Bud was elected for the H-O-R, or whore for short, he was representing the 6th District. And I assume he did a pretty good job because he ended up getting reelected in 1966 and 1968. But when 1970 had hit, Bud decided to take aim on a newer site. In 1970, Bud decided to run for the Pennsylvania State Senate, also known as PSS or PISS for this for short. Now, when he ran for Piss, he ended up winning and he was the sent well, he won the position of the 50th district senators, I think is what it was. Senate, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm sorry, I'm not into politics. I choose to kind of steer clear of it because of this fucking nation and what's going on in it with politics. But as we get through the story, you'll see why I fucking picked this story because it is impeccable. It is fine wine. It is like finding a newborn baby on the side of the street or it just being dropped off on your doorstep. And you go up in the morning and you open the door and you see this baby crying for your attention. But you don't want a kid, so you know what you do? You put it in the trash, right? That's how big of a twist this story has. And it's fucking, it's just great. And when he won, he was then sworn into office as senator in January of 1971. And he basically held that position from 1971 all the way up until 1980, where he then, once again, set his aim higher and ran for Pennsylvania treasurer, where he once again 
not once, but twice, won that position. He got elected, won it, and then he won it again in 1984. Now, up until this point, from the outside looking in, Bud seems like he's a good politician, right? He's doing what the people want, okay? I have no fucking clue, to be honest. I was not alive when this dude was in office, but he's obviously getting elected, so not just once, but multiple fucking times, so he might be doing something, you know, pretty good that the people like about him. Now, this is where we get into the story where the rainy day horror show starts to put a twist and... Not just on the story, because we don't twist the stories here. We find the good stories with the twist. And this is where that twist starts to fucking happen. It turns into a good fucking episode up until this point. I am now looking at my timer, and we are only like 10 minutes into this. This might be a really short fucking episode. So if it turns out to be short, I apologize, and I will make up for it next Thursday. Next Wednesday. Sorry. I'll make up for it next Wednesday. I promise, I apologize, okay? So, everything, let me, let me rewind, okay? So now, now I found it. Between 1979 and 1981, this is where it starts to get bad. Real shitstorm coming up, okay? Before our bud was the state treasurer, public employees in Pennsylvania had overpaid millions of dollars in taxes and as a result of this the state required an accounting company to determine how much money was going to be refunded to these employees Dwyer who was the state treasurer at the time of this instant when all this money had to be paid back he awarded a no-bid contract that was worth $4.6 million to Computer Technology, not technologically, Technology Associates, or CTA, which is a California-based company owned by John Torquato Jr. And CTA got this contract on May 10th in 1984. However, suspicions quickly arose after this contract was given to CTA. Dennis Schwartzman, who is the deputy comptroller of the Pittsburgh Public Schools, noticed some weird shit within this contract. Some financial discrepancies. Okay? After Dennis had noticed these issues, he immediately wrote to the Pittsburgh school officials telling them about what he found. After he wrote the Pittsburgh school officials a letter, Dennis then contacted officials that worked at an accounting company called Arthur Young & Associates. Just to make sure he wasn't tripping out, and was actually seeing what he thought he saw. And this accounting firm agreed with him. They agreed 
that this no bid contract that was awarded to CTA was overpriced by millions of dollars. And just a month later after all this shit started coming up, the FBI ended up getting involved and well, they ended up getting notified of this contract and that's when they started to get involved and they ended up finding out that this contract was holding allegations of bribery. During their investigation, they were able to find that a former CTA employee that Sorry, let me backtrack. They were able to find from a former CTA employee that Bud only awarded the seat award. I can't speak. I'm sorry. I apologize. Awarded CTA this contract because they promised him a $300,000 kickback, which for the people that don't know what a kickback is, it's basically a sum of money that is paid to someone illegally. After these allegations were being pressed against Bud, he immediately proclaimed his innocence, but he started to hide evidence, right? The first thing he did was he canceled the contract with CTA on July 11th, 1984. He then would tell his staff to withhold any documented information from the U.S. attorneys and the FBI during the investigation. He also erased an entry in his appointment book that was set for March 2nd 1984, which is allegedly the first meeting that Bud had with Torquato where he was first offered the bribe. But obviously, as we can tell, or this wouldn't be a good story, he wasn't that good of a criminal because the FBI was able to convict him while he was trying to get rid of this evidence. The FBI was able to seize a coded computer tape from CTA's office on July 6th, 1984 that showed that Bud had received a $300,000 bribe. The FBI also had four witnesses who confirmed Terraquato's claims about Bud being bribed. But all in all, after all, Everything was done. On December 18th, 1986, R. Bud Dwyer was convicted and found guilty for 11 counts of conspiracy, mail fraud, perjury, and interstate transportation in aid of racketeering. He had a scheduled sentencing date on January 23rd, 1987. But, unfortunately, he would never get sentenced. Because on January 22nd, 
he held a press conference at the Pennsylvania State Capitol building in Harrisburg. Now at this press conference, Bud wanted reporters that he wanted specific reporters to be present because he believed they were biased and would help write a good report on him suggesting how innocent he was. He had a 21-page speech that was prepared for him to ensure that he wouldn't attack any of the political figures that were in the office that had gone after him, basically, that initiated this investigation. As Bud entered this conference room, he was met with nine television cameras, four photographers, and roughly 20 television, radio, and newspaper reporters. This is a big fucking, like, conference. This is massive. This is a huge press conference that is being broadcasted to the world. I want you guys to know this, okay? Let me say it again. This is being broadcasted to the world. Keep that in your mind, okay? Because shit's about to get heavy real fucking quick. As Bud started reading his speech, his aides passed out 20 out of the 21-page speech to all the reporters in the room. His aides told the reporters that they'd make copies of the 21st page the following day. So, on the 23rd, the day he was supposed to get sentenced. It was suspected that this 21st page was going to be his resignation from state treasurer, but it wasn't. Little did everyone little did everyone know that in that courtroom that this speech was about to take a very very dark turn really really fast. As Bud was coming to his last page of his speech, he started to go off script. And he started telling the audience And I quote, I've repeatedly said that I'm not going to resign as treasurer. After many hours of thought and and meditation, I've made a decision that should not be an example to anyone because it is unique to my situation. Last May, I told you that after the trial, I would give you the story of a decade. To those of you who are shallow, the events of this morning will be that story. But to those of you with depth and concern, the real, well, the real story will be what I hope and pray results from this morning. In the coming months and years, the development of a true justice system here in the United States. I'm going to die in office in an effort to see if the shameful facts spread out in all their shame. will not burn through our civic shamelessness and set fire to American pride. 
please tell my story on every radio and television station and in every newspaper and magazine in the U.S. Please leave immediately if you have a weak stomach or mind since I don't want to cause physical or mental distress. Joan, Rob, Dee Dee, who are his kids and his wife, I love you. Thank you for making my life so happy. Goodbye to all. Goodbye to you all on the count of three. Please make sure the sacrifice of my life is not in vain. After those final words flowed out of his mouth, he then grabbed a manila folder that was sitting under the podium. He was... Let me rewind. He grabbed a manila folder that was sitting under the podium that he was standing behind. And inside this folder was a 357 Magnum. After he reached in and pulled out the gun, the conference room filled with... filled with reporters, erupted into chaos, and as everyone was screaming and freaking out, Bud then decided to tell all of them, please leave the room if this will affect you. And as people caught on to what was going on, they attempted to rush Bud and try to disarm him of the gun. But... Before they could even reach him, Bud inserted the tip of the 357 Magnum barrel into his mouth and blew his brains out on national TV. Now, after Bud had committed suicide in front of these reporters and these cameras that were broadcasting it to millions of people, these news stations. Let me rewind. After they cut the cameras from him killing himself and stuff like that, and after it was being broadcasted, a lot of the news stations that were there actually released the footage of what happened after the incident. Some of the news stations played the footage all the way up until he pulled the trigger or he pulled out the gun. Some only played the aftermath of what was going on in the conference room. And some even played the entire raw footage of what happened to our Bud Dwyer in that conference room. To everybody. Everybody that was in the U.S. fucking saw it. Now, after Bud had died, William T. Smith, a witness from his trial, came forth and said that he had lied under oath, stating that he actually was present when offering that bribe to Bud. And the reason he lied was because he wanted to reduce his own sentencing. William would also express his regret for lying and how it played a role in Bud's suicide. Bud's wife also was able to collect, after his death, a full survivor's benefits package that totaled 
more than $1.28 million. And a lot of people that were close to Bud believed that he may have committed suicide to preserve the state-provided pension for his family. Now, if you're wondering why his wife received this money, it is because at the time of his death, he was still in office. That's why he committed suicide. It's more of a dumbed-down version of what I just said. So, where was I? And if you're also wondering, because um, I didn't state this, I know most people on this channel when like killers that we do when they convict when they get convicted usually they go to jail right away but in this case the reason Bud was out and about while he was before sentencing was because somebody had bailed him out whether it was himself a friend or something somebody bailed him out and that's why he was able to do what he did and if, we, and if you would like to learn more about this incident, there is a documentary that was released in 2010 called An Honest Man, The Life of Our Bud Dwyer. Now, I know this episode was choppy, and I do apologize. There was just so much political shit with it, and I didn't know how to portray the right kind of story, and... I tried to get the gist of it, of everything that happened. But yeah, there was just so much political shit. And on top of that, it was also very hard to research. I usually don't use Wikipedia for a bunch of shit. And I didn't really use it for this, but I used the sources from Wikipedia. And they weren't really that much of a help. So, it was just a difficult story to portray and tell. But, he... Committed suicide on fucking national television. That is fucking wild to me. That is crazy. And for the people that are kind of like, why is this such a big deal? I mean, it's a bribe. Obviously, people get bribed all the time. Like, bribing is a big deal. But if CTA would have went through with his contract and the discrepancies weren't noticed, Pennsylvania would have lost out on $6 million. Which is a lot of fucking money. I don't know how or why they would have lost out on $6 million. This is why I don't do political episodes because I don't really know much about politics. And I can't really do a good job at explaining it like I can with stuff that's true crime related or paranormal related. But I wanted to do this episode. I reached out on a limb. Tried to do something different. You know, the first political episode that I think we've ever fucking done. And... Yeah, it's just crazy that a politician got caught for bribing 11 counts, got convicted of 11 counts of just racketeering, bribing, and just weird shit, right? And blows his brains out on national fucking TV. And I looked up, he's not the only one to have done it. There was a, because I tried finding the, um, what is it? like the conference room of like what happened to see if I can actually find the video, see if it was on YouTube and it wasn't. Um, it had everything, you know, actually it just had this weird little news outlet, but I didn't think it was fitting. So I didn't throw it in, but I'm pretty sure if you go to liveleaks.com, that video might be up there. I'm being a hundred percent honest. Now I don't promote live leaks. I don't 
you know, it's not for the faint of hearted. I only know it because, or I should say, I only know of it because of people that I know that used to go on there. And it's, they would just send me random shit. And I'd be like, dude, why the fuck are you sending me this? I don't want to see it, right? But I'm pretty sure if you wanted to, go, you could go find it on Live Leaks. So that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys are having a good Wednesday. It's hump day. We're almost done with the week. Just let's get through these next two days so we can just party and have fun this weekend. So I decided I'm going to do a New York serial killer on Sunday. Don't know who yet, but I'm still trying to hash it out. I'll let you guys know on Thursday who I'm going to do. So remember, or Friday, not Thursday, Friday. So remember, stay frosty, stay foxy. Most importantly, the most important thing on this planet. Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces. (laughs) 